Good evening. You're on the air with Mike on the mic. This is Mike Hazichek, and I'm here with my training partner, Rob Campbell. How you doing today, Rob? I'm doing good, Mike. So today we're going to be talking about uh, carrying a gun and a knife for self-defense. Uh, the content of this program is for educational purposes only. You should consult with a qualified instructor for training in the safe handling and use of both lethal and non-lethal firearms, edged weapons, tools, or various apparatus discussed on this program. You should also consult with a qualified instructor before attempting drills and or techniques discussed on this program and be familiar with the federal and state local laws regarding carrying concealing and the use of both lethal and non-lethal force, utilizing firearms, edge weapons, tools, pepper spray, and other apparatus, as well as self-defense techniques in general. So um, it's going to be interesting today, Rob. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, there's a lot of advantages of carrying a knife, and uh, particularly they're useful in close quarter. You have an, in, in close quarter self-defense. So, you know, if you're right-handed, you'd carry the knife on your left side, and if you're left-handed, on your right side to use in tandem with your firearm. So, your dominant hand for your firearm and your support hand for your edged weapon. And the knife can be used for clearing someone away from your firearm who may be trying to take your firearm or trying to follow your draw, right? Uh, so it can be used for firearm retention in closed quarters. And I think that's I think that's really pretty you know pretty valuable for people. People don't realize sometimes that you know they think, well, I've got a firearm on me and I want to be able to pull it out and use it when I need to use it, you know, in, in, a, in a, a lethal situation. And again, you know, most people that carry firearms, they'll never ever draw it out. They'll never use it. Everything's going to be fine. But if you're one of those, you know, small percent of people that gets uh, faced with a lethal situation, then all these things become important to you. Right. And some of that where you uh, don't really notice that till you don't know what you're doing until you try a little bit right like you're saying you carry it on your weak side so that right. you you still have your strong arm for drawing and right. everything um the other thing is the kind of rule of thumb is if they're closer than two body lengths from you you, mm -hmm. you don't have time to get your stuff out usually you need to take control of their stuff right um, sometimes an edge weapon gives you an advantage over a gun at that distance right. versus, uh, I mean, trying to get your gun out and make it work and that if they have an edge weapon, they're going to cut you, no doubt about it. Right. But, uh, um, sometimes by using your knife instead of your gun, you, you're in better well, like for, for for example, Rob, you know, say for, say you were, you, you were in close quarters and you go to draw your firearm and that individual that is you know is presenting a lethal threat to you you know puts their hand on your hand to stop and follow your draw well now you know your hands are starting to get tied up you're trying to retain your weapon you don't want him to take your weapon from you and having that having that um opportunity you know, of the other hand the to other hand free to the... use an edged weapon to grab it to, to to cut him away from you so you can draw your firearm and use it. I mean, there is a lot of advantages to to having a, a, a knife. I, and I know that, you know, both of us, we both carry, 
you know, I'll carry a knife. And, and, and knives are great just for utility purposes, right? The thing is, if you, even if you never plan on cutting anybody, right. you always need it for opening a box, cutting some exactly. rope, picking I mean, how, at something, so Rob, scraping, you, whatever. You're, so how often would you say you use your knife? Do you use your knife almost every day? I use my knife every day yeah. for something. And, uh, I mean, so, some people carry two knives because... They have one for cutting things and one for cutting people, so you just depends. Or for, for self defense. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, because the odds are you're never going to ever use it. You know, but if it, you, if you're the unlucky person that's presented with a lethal threat, then you know you're. You, it's better to be prepared. But right. there's you, different knives too for some of modern sure. your belt, some hanging around your neck, different, different ways right. of carrying this, and they're, they're lightweight. They're out of the way until you need them. Uh, they make some that are plastic, some that are metal. There's all different. Or you can get them, and you know they they make knives now out of G10, where they're not any kind of metal on them. And um, you know I, I've seen a lot of those are really there's some really uh, I think there's a company called Dark Triangle that makes them that they're just excellent. I mean they come with sheets that don't even have any metal on them. And you know for for when you need to be stealth, a knife is probably better than a than a than a firearm uh, because there's so much. Knives are so much smaller. They're so much thinner. They're they're easier to conceal. The other thing is, a lot of people don't realize that there's not a lot of regula- regulations. There's not as many regulations surrounding uh, edged weapon as there are for like firearms. You know, so you know if you go to a like like for example, if you're you know 18 years old and you go to a, a place to to buy a knife, you don't have to fill a form out. Normally, there's no serial numbers on a on a knife, so you know, it, it gets back to, you know, they're easy. And, and you can get, you can even actually use a steak knife for self-defense. I mean, you know, if you go to a restaurant, the restaurant's filled with all kinds of <laughs> self-defense weapons, including spoons and forks that are are uh, pretty good. But, you know, the, the, the to your point, you know, it's where you can wear them, too. You were talking about a ne- like a neck around your neck. You know, you got, knives can be worn in your pocket, uh, on your belt line. In your boot, you know, the thing your about neck. it too is if you watch these survivor shows and so like yeah. that, so, I mean, they, they're allowed to take one item with them. Yep. Most of the time, they take a knife. They, oh, absolutely. They, I mean, it's handier than taking just a gun or a hammer or something like that. Well, think, can, of, think about how, you know, when you talk about expense too, you know, knives uh, are, are so much cheaper than firearms, also. Um, well, you not know, necessarily. You get, well, well, you can get into some custom knives. Yeah, you can get into custom knives that can run a couple thousand bucks. But let's talk about some of the knives that we carry. Like, for example, Bram Frank's Desanga, uh tool, which is a it's, it has a blade on it. It's uh, we've we've done a, a whole show on it. We've had Bram on come on on the call in on the radio. Uh, he's got great tools for self defense. Um, his 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 uh, uh, knife runs. $125, and that is built like a tank. You'll have it for life. Um, it's got, you know, it's got, it's made of good steel, so you can get a nice edge on it and keep that edge up on it. Um, another one that I like is uh, Craig Douglas's Clinch Pick. I like to wear that on my uh, belt line. Uh, that runs about $169, and you can get uh, more expensive versions of them, but, I mean, it is, it's good enough. It, it is a Pakal type knife which means it has an edge on top and you know think about how you could peel something off i mean it is very very good for close quarter self-defense uh the fox karambits they run like 150 dollars yeah, that's not that expensive you know you could get a 25 dollar knife sharpener and keep the edge on that you know for years 
Um, and then one of the ones I like too now is it's called a Bang Tang Fruit Knife. Um, it's actually the most expensive one on my list here. It's like $330. And uh, it looks like a pear knife and uh, you would hold it in the reverse uh, grip and uh, it's you, it comes with a pocket sheath so you it's so stealthy you can't really see it. it's in your pocket but if you need it I mean you could peel an apple a pear with it but you could also peel somebody off you if, they, if you had a problem so it's pretty good and then there's a it's it there's a little brother of that one uh, made by um, it's called Victoria Knox it's a pear knife with a pocket sheath and that runs all you know just about fifty dollars you buy a firearm rod, what do they run? Like, you know, 500 to 1300 bucks for a decent one? Yeah. What would so, you say? Yes, and so, I mean, a knife is very reasonably priced, and it, you're more <coughs> likely to lose it than you are to um, wear it out or break it. <laughs> well, the other thing about a knife is it doesn't run out of ammo, right? right? So, you know, it's like, it's it's uh, from that, it's, uh, <coughs> excuse me, it, knives are silent, Right, you know, I, have, I have one that's like it has a katana type blade with the yep. Emerson waves, so that when when you it comes out of your pocket, well, let's it talk about that, Rob. Let's talk about the waves. So there's two waves that you can get. One is called the Emerson wave because he has a patent on that, and that wave tends to be at the top. Of, so if it, they tend to be on folders, and they're at the top of the folder. So when you deploy it out of your pocket, um, it catches on the, on your pocket and it deploys the knife into a usable position. And then there's another one called a Bramp that Bram Frank has a patent on. And uh, so it's the alternative to the a Wave. Both of them will instantly deploy a knife faster than a switchblade. I mean, it's hard for people maybe listening on the air to, to picture that. But for a switchblade, you have to pull it out, press the button, and the blade comes out. The difference between that and... A folder knife that has a Bramp on it or an Emerson Wave on it, when you pull the knife out of your pocket, it's deployed. It's folded in your pocket, it comes out deployed. Right, I, that's what mine is. It's super fast when it comes right. out. Uh, uh, my sister Amanda carries one of the Bram Frank's knives with mm -hmm. the with that uh, the Bramp, Bramp on it. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. it it just it almost looks like a lump for a. You could hold it in your hand and use it as a uh, yeah, brass it, knuckle almost. Too. Oh yeah, it's like it, yeah, it's like a ball peen hammer. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, I either carry the I either carry the uh, Bram Frank's the Sangut knife. I, I I alternate my 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 tools that I carry with me, and I like to carry the clinch pick. Sometimes I'll have two or three knives on me. The one thing that's that's really important is that you know as you as you learn self defense, you become more proficient in it. You realize where the gaps are. You know, and one of the big gaps are if somebody takes you down to the ground and they're on top of you, you want to you may not be able to deploy that knife from an area where you have it secure on you. So when sometimes if you have two or three choices, um, you would you 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 have a choice of it's on my left I have one on my left side, maybe on my right side and one in my pocket, you might be able to get to pull that off. I have a friend who him and his neighbor got into a a scuffle one day and the neighbor attacked him with a claw hammer mm -hmm. and he had one of these little flashlights that has that uh and bevel, bevel edge on bevel it. edge on it. yeah so he's using this flashlight to strike at the neighbor the neighbor's using a claw hammer to beat him with <laughs> eventually uh he loses the flashlight so he he has a sig 229 
he pulls it out and starts using it as a hammer, and he eventually beats the guy unconscious and was able to get away and get to the cops and sure. had the police come. The police were asking why he didn't shoot the guy, and he says he didn't believe it had escalated to that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Even though the guy was beating the lights out of with a... Both yeah. of them had to have all kinds of stitches from the beating. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably getting a little bit interesting. Um, you know, but the, the thing also about a knife, a knife is silent. You know, that's why you see, like, special ops and guys like that, they carry knives. Sometimes they have to use a knife versus making noise. Um, even though a lot of people think silencers are silent, no, they're not. You can hear them. You can hear bullets um, come out of those. They make noise. But um, And then, you know, like I said before, they're effective for grappling and, in, and when you're in a clinch position. Um, and then they can be used also in a less lethal manner. You know, Rob, you don't all, all necessarily have to stab the person. You could hit them with the uh, handle of the knife with the, you know, so... If you're carrying it with a knife pointed towards a person, you just reverse your hand and hit them with the butt of the knife. And so they can also be used, like Rob was talking about, a firearm. You could you could, you could pound somebody with a firearm without pulling the trigger and shooting them. Same thing with a knife. You could hit them with the butt of the knife and not use it uh, in a lethal manner. And, you know, that's also helpful. Um, most accidents that occur with a gun can be really serious, uh, especially when it's accidentally fired and you don't have control of the direction that it's going in. Uh, a knife a little bit different. You don't have, is you know, when you have an accident with a knife, you may cut yourself a little bit, but it's not like a bullet's going to go through you. So in that re- regards, it probably has, um, you know, from an accidental standpoint, probably a little safer. Uh, ease of training with the knife. Uh, versus a firearm to get at a proficient level, I would argue that it's a lot easier to train with a knife. You know, there are, if you know, if you know how to box and do things like that, um, and you got to cram it in your hand or whatever, you know, it's makes it very natural for you to use it versus, you know, all the training and proficiency you need to get to carry a firearm. You know, Rob, would you say that, I, I would say that it takes a lot longer to be proficient with a firearm than it does with a knife. Because a knife is more natural for you to use. Yeah, but the thing is, is I much rather be playing at a distance with the guns than... Oh, I would would too. A a firearm is superior to a knife from a distance. It's when you come in close quarters. Right. And I mean, there's, there's that's a, there's where a you spot start having where some just, issues. Just right. being cut is enough to deter you from wanting to be in right. that area. I hopefully everybody else has that same. <laughs> you know, the other thing that uh, other thing with the knife is knives don't jam. You know, the only thing a knife, you know, th- something could happen is if you have a folder, and you don't deploy it out where it locks out. Um, then you you know if you're holding you know you're you're using it it could come back and, and bite you a little bit, but if you practice, you know you can get to the point right. where you can depending on the style of grip you it has right. and stuff like this and some of them actually have little guards so you can't slide up on the blade right. or anything a little hilt like it yeah right. and so there's a I mean choose wisely there's plenty of different options available right. for you and then if you, like anything else, get some training. Find somebody who understands Absolutely. the way of the knife and uh, and 
try it because uh, I mean, just yeah, probably some of the best. Um, if you want to get really good instruction on how to use a knife, uh, I would say pursue somebody who has uh, who's involved in the Filipino martial arts because the Filipino martial arts are masters of uh, utilizing edged weapons. They really, really have good drills, good training methodology. You know, one of the one of the things one of the uh, guys that I've trained with uh, quite a bit over the years is uh, Paul Vunak. Um, who uh, trained uh, the Navy SEALs for four years. He is an edge weapons expert, and, you know, he really does this technique called defanging the snake, where, you know, he teaches you to keep the knife out in front of you, and anything that comes in front of you, you cut. So, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, people are always trying to stab and come in. You know, what he does is just keep, he'll cut that, he'll cut that appendage. So if you're using your, your... Tacking him with your arm, he's going to cut that arm, and he's going to move back as he does that, and you'll bleed out. I yeah. mean, don't don't learn by watching TV. I mean, right? There's a lot of bad stuff. To show you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of. Well, there's a lot of unrealistic. There's a, there's a lot of unrealistic knife techniques. If you are up, Paul Vunak, like I said, one of the probably one of the better edge uh, edge weapons uh, experts out there, he would tell you that. If he was uh, fighting against one of his own students who he trained, and he and that student had a knife and he didn't, he would give himself a five percent chance of prevailing. That's that's how how difficult it is to fight against somebody that's got a edged weapon in their hand that is skilled to take it away from them. Very 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 difficult and. You have to be very, very high level to do something like that. So watching TV, to Rob's point, is not a good place to get trained. <laughs> you, don't, you don't learn how to shoot a gun watching oh, TV you don't either. Want, yeah. so. Well, you know, it's so funny. You, you, you watch, first of all, they never run out of bullets. And the second thing is they just point shoot at 30 and 40 yards and they're hitting well, everything. And I can shoot like somebody. they do on TV, but the average person can't. Right. But I'm a couple hundred thousand bullets into learning right. how to do that. Right. Stuff. That's right. You, you've, been, you've been firing guns, Rob, since you were two. I, you, you remember <laughs> that Matrix movie where they shoot and it like curves the bullet? Around? Yeah. You can't do that. I mean, right. it, it doesn't yeah. matter how much playing around you try to except rob if you have one of those rocket guns remember that <laughs> rocket gun that you had that you were we were trying to uh shoot at the uh, what were those called do you remember the name of that gun the i can't remember the name of it but it, it actually shot out i mean they don't make them anymore but it was something that they were experimenting people well, people the, still have them today yeah in the 60s they made rocket guns and yeah. um the um Gyrojet rocket pistols. That's right. It was called a gyrojet. They made, jet. They made rec- rocket rifles too. It was kind of funny. The military refused to buy them because they said if you were close enough to hit someone, it didn't have enough power to do anything, and if you were far enough away that it was dangerous, then it, you, you couldn't hit anybody. So, yeah. Uh, they did buy a bunch of them for Vietnam to use as flare guns, but mm-hmm. they didn't. But they never bought any actual projectile shooting. Well, I know that. I know that. Uh, the experience that we've had and, and, and things that we know about is that, you know, once that thing leaves the uh, firearm, you're not sure where it might go. You know, it's funny. Is that, that, that thing, there, there were 13-millimeter 
around, and uh, on the back it had like a little plate that had four holes drilled into it to um, at an angle so that it made the bullet spin, spin like rifling right, did. Right. And uh, at the time they were building these in the late 50s, early 60s, it was really hard for them to do that. And today the technology is there that they could, they could make that little angular plate without a problem, but it, it was just... 50, 60 was years interesting. too far it, in advance. What was to, interesting with those was, remember when you would shoot it, it would come out slow, and then it would speed up. The opposite right. of what you see. Right, in a, where in a bullet, bullet starts yeah. out fast and slows right. down. This so, this gets, the further it goes, the faster it the goes. The faster it goes, yeah, so it was kind of interesting. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, it, 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 so it, it is, it, it's so, you think about, um, you know, the advantages that you have with an edged weapon, in close quarters, and you know, we're not saying on this program that you should carry a, uh, a, a an edged weapon in lieu of a firearm. But we're saying if you have a firearm, you might as well carry an edged weapon too. In concert with. In concert with it, in tandem <laughs> with it, right? Because it's it has some advantages to make you a better, better prepared for self defense. And you a don't close need a big counter. giant hunting right. knife like thing like a crocodile Dundee. You right. Just need a, a, I mentioned a, I mentioned four <laughs> knives. They're all like you know 150, 160 bucks, and you got yourself something that's going to last you a lifetime because knives will last you a lifetime. Right, and if you have it sharpened, you buy a good one. You have it sharpened, it'll go for about a year before you really have to have it right. sharpened again. <laughs> right, and, and and think about it, you know, Rob, you use yours, you know, once a, at least once a day, right? And you know, I use mine all the time, and you know, uh, it, it's like, and and, and the funny thing is that um, they don't go, they don't get dull that fast either. I mean, so you could really use them for a while, and if you got one of those twenty-five dollar knife sharpeners, they you know they sell them. Uh, all the tactical knife companies have them. You know, they're like little pocket things, and you know you, you just run your knife through it a few times, and the thing's going to be sharp, sharp, sharp enough to do what you need to do with it. You know, and and from a tactical situation, and I think that's 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 important. You know. You know, um, you know, some of those, uh, the ones that they have, that have like a little clamp you clamp on, and it's got like a rod to keep the, to maintain the angle. Right. And they're, they're diamond. Um, my father-in-law had a set of those, and, I mean, he could make it like a razor in a couple minutes. It was oh, amazing yeah. how uh, how sharp that sharpener was. Yeah, some be. of them are ceramic. I mean, they really... But they, they, you got different grades of right. how how coarse the blade is, so you can get it roughed in and then depending finish how it bad up your right blade right. is, you figure out you know what you need to do with it. But it, it was yeah. yeah. I mean, I I can remember he sharpened that, and I mean he could shave the hair off his arm and everything. It was like a like a straight. And razor. then the other thing too, now they're making they're making knives out of such good, you know, alloy, alloys now and steels that um, you know you, there is not as much need for you to to put that edge on it all the time unless you're constantly using it you know and and but but that's a good thing i mean you know you, you, the utility of a knife is great because you can you can open stuff with it you can you can cut your food with it i mean there's a lot of th- reasons why you might want to cut ropes with it cords with it a lot of reasons why you want to carry one around anyway but um you know for self defense purposes it it once you learn how to use it, I have one in my survival bag. It's got the blade is super thick, like probably a quarter inch thick. Wow! And but it, they their advertising thing was that you could stick it in like a say a brick wall, and then you could step on it to crawl up over the wall, no, so it wouldn't break off. Yeah. Like, 
but yeah, you could use it to pry or to stand on or whatever you need. Well, I've seen, to. you know, it's so funny. You look, look on YouTube. One of the there was a there was a guy that was selling knives for a while. One one of the ways he advertised them that was that he'd have a garbage can, and then he'd be poking holes with this thing with the garbage can, saying, and, and then show you the blade. Look how this blade's held up, you know. So there's. There's some really good craftsmen out there that make, like I said before, check out Bram Frank. Uh, his his knives are fantastic and they're very reasonably priced and you know they they really address um, the uh, you know when you're thinking about escalation of force. Uh, you and they, could use they come it. in a couple different sizes, so you yeah, can have different a, sizes. A pretty you know, big shit, one, clear down to depends on how big your like hands or if like you have a small hands. Knife. Yeah, because my wife, I have, I have, I have a couple for my wife. Like you were saying, your your uh, sister uses carries one, and then I have my own. But um, yeah, the, the, you know, we mentioned a few of them that are pretty good. But uh, you know, there's a lot of you check out. Uh, you know, if you want to go on YouTube and you want to see some really good uh, people with knives in that, uh, check out Bram Frank. Uh, check out uh, Leo Gahe. Uh, uh, check out um, Paul Vunak has uh, night videos out there and you know just watch what they do and then go seek out um, good instruction uh, you know find somebody who's qualified and then you know, take a few lessons and it doesn't take you much to get up on it and then uh, you know you've got something that uh, is easy to carry um, like in Ohio you can you you could conceal a knife now so uh, check out the law, local laws, uh, federal laws on whatever you're purchasing, um, and uh, you know be careful, uh, you know, uh, to make sure you're in compliance with the laws. You know, sometimes uh, there's blade length issues, like in California. You can actually buy a switchblade in California if if the blade is less than two inches. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, make sure that you're in compliance. And, uh, you know, carry one with you. If you're carrying a firearm, you know, I think it would be, you know, something that would enhance your defense capabilities. And with that, uh, we'll see you next week. Have a great week and God bless you.